Google's proper savage with it, but basically Google, Google is right when they, whenever they have like an ad call with you guys and they say, by the way, did you know you'd get a higher reach if you put more money into it? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you put more money into the, into the marketing budget, you're going to get a better reach. Welcome back to the very 12th episode of a very second season. Season two, guys, we've done a dozen. How's it feel? Feels really good. Okay. Got, got a ball rolling, haven't we? Close yeah. to the end of season two. Excited so. for season three. Yeah. Rob hesitated a lot just then. No, I'm well, I sure feel why. like we're 12 episodes in now. We're really into the groove of it, which is going to be our next episode next week. Guys, let's uh, let's do something wild, Jess. Let's yeah? uh, ask Rob what he's been on this week first. Rob, what have you been on this week? Uh, this week, been finalising dates for the studio. On yeah. The contractors coming in to build it. Um. None of the listeners or viewers will get to see it on the podcast because have we told uh, the listeners we've got this. Them? We have, yeah. Um, but yeah, that starts in the next couple of weeks. We've got basically 30 days to get it all installed. Infinity wall, lighting grid, new lights, soundproofing, the whole shebang. I just want to say listeners can watch what's going to happen because we will be videoing it yeah. and putting it onto the tube. Yep. So if you go onto youtube.com forward slash at we are bright you'll be able to see stuff when we start popping it up yeah and if you are lazy like me just search bright with two eyes we'll also pop up feels like more work either way they'll find us yeah but that's been taking a lot of my time apart from that you know the day-to-day -day, oh being brilliant for clients marketing and stuff like that what have you been on Joe? Uh, yeah, basically been sorting stuff with the uh, studio rebuild as well. Studio uh, outfit, sorry, refit, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, Jess, what have you been on? Um, a lot of the day-to-day -day work uh, for clients and internal stuff, but also just looking through internal content and making the most out of the content we've already filmed um, and putting a bit of a process in place for future content. We've nearly finished the second season of Brightcast, so we've got sort of two yep. seasons yep. of episodes in the bank. So sort of going back through and pulling shorts and reels and uh, cut downs. Yeah. We did it in the past. We did it in the first edits, but it's sort of going back and pulling even more content. So yeah. rather than it being I think when we started, shorts. we were like, oh, it'd be great if from this, you know, half an hour, 40 minute yeah. long piece, we could get three or four really solid shorts. And then I went through the last episode and pulled about 20. And I was yeah. like, oh man, everything I say is so good. <laughs> And uh, and you guys laugh as well. We can keep cutting to you guys laughing at the jokes and things I say. And uh, they just work well, so. You're not funny and nobody likes you. The laughs are from other parts of a pod though, aren't they? Because I noticed on one of the video ones we put out, we were wearing different clothes when it cut uh, yeah, to me and Jess. Yeah, I mean, it's editing, but we explained that in the captions. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the beauty of editing. <laughs> just stretching content out as much as, much as we can. Basically doing what we tell clients to do for ourselves, spending a bit of time on our own content yeah. and... Practice what we preach. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which yeah. is cool. Nice. Shall we dive into the uh, the meat of it? Yes. And what's nice about this is now the dust has settled a little bit on uh, Barbie, Barbenheimer. Barbieheimer. It's because uh, it touches on that, but it's about appropriately budgeting for your marketing and the execution. Yeah. It kind done. of leads on a little bit nicely from last episode when it comes to prioritization. Yeah. Um, and it kind of looks at the, important, the importance of having an appropriate budget, 
but also understanding what you can get for your budget yeah. and how pri prioritizing different things within that budget yeah. um, is crucial. Yeah. And I think the Barbie movie sets like an unrealistic standard for marketing and sets that bar really high for businesses. But I just mean like I've seen so many posts being like, oh, I wish we could like be like be as big as the Barbie movie and have as much impact as yeah. the Barbie movie. And it, it's things like, uh, yeah, people are forgetting that it's, you know, been iconic for yeah. 70 years or whatever, however long it's been. And, and the, like the, yeah, the people it's positioned for aren't kids. They're the people yeah. that grew up with Built Barbie. Built in the nostalgia yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, but there are some principles yeah, and things yeah, yeah. to touch on that people aren't talking about as much. So I think the main part to focus on for me that's been missed is how they've budgeted appropriately for marketing. Yeah. Right. So in the world of Hollywood, if you read anything by Box Office Mojo or something like that, they discuss how a blockbuster, when it gets to like 100 million or beyond, they need to make double their money to break even. And that's because they know they pump at least, you know, the same amount into their marketing to get it out there. So, you know, Fast and the Furious costs 200 million. They put at least that in the marketing. So you see it everywhere. Yeah. The media spend, all the guest spots. And with Barbie, it seems even more disproportionate because the rumoured budget is between 100 million and 130. But then the early reports was it needs to make 300 million to break even. And, and it has done. It's, yeah. it's done incredibly well. But they invested basically 150% of the same amount of money into the distribution and marketing. Mm. And the parallel I want to bring is we have so many people who come to us, if it's just for not for marketing, but just for a video project. And they've spent, you know, 200 grand developing an app or this new service or new products yeah. and things. And their budget is unreasonably low. It's like, oh, we want to do it for, you know, 2,000 pounds. What can we do? Yeah. And it just seems like a real disconnect in, in how much they're wanting to put into the actual end goal really yeah. of, of the marketing i think marketing sometimes is an afterthought when it comes to things like that because an app or a new service is usually done through obviously like the business development side of the company or it's those top level directors or people like managing directors people that are actually running the sort of top level of the business yeah and then once they've created this thing they're like we need some marketing to go alongside it we need money back for this this product yeah. Whereas it should be the other way around. It should be within that initial conversation, we're putting this much into creating the app. This yeah. is how much ROI we need back. Yeah. How are we going to get that? Yeah. And then actually look at data, look at the figures of how many clicks you could get for a certain budget. How many of those clicks do you historically convert? How many of those, yeah. how many of those conversions then turn into actual customers? And how much is each customer worth? Like yeah. look at it on a lifetime yeah. value rather than, they're saying, oh, we'll just pluck two grand here. Let's make some money. Yeah, it, yeah. it needs to sort of, and and it will be for the Barbie movie. There would have been this, like, they wouldn't have just been like, oh, we're just going to give some money to Burger King for this ad they're going to do. We're going to spend like five million or something it was to get the Google, like, confetti yeah, yeah, thing yeah. that they did. Like, there's so many things that there's reasons that they've done all of those different things. Yeah. And yeah. it isn't that afterthought. It is kind of like that strategy at the start yeah. of everything. Yeah, they've had that bigger plan laid out for yeah. a while. Yeah. And they needed those touch points. Um, yeah. I was reading recently, because it used to be seven digital touch points before, you know, 
you make a purchase or something like that. But I was yeah. listening to a podcast this morning with the future and it was uh, referring to a guy's research and it's actually something like 10.7. So basically 11 touch points, which is, uh, you know, Barbie nailed it. And it was there from the plan. And the touch points are unconventional as well. So the Burger King thing that I mentioned, people won't necessarily be like, oh, the Barbie yeah. movie and then connect it to Burger King or can't remember off the top of my head loads of things, but it was like billboards in like London and New York and things. Yeah, yeah. They're walking down the street. It's that like touch point, which that isn't obviously unconventional, but it's having that touch point that isn't just an ad or yeah. them promoting the trailer or an image of Margot Robbie. It's just those other touch points that are kind of in your everyday life. Yeah. Well, those location still... ones. So it's, it, I think it's like uh, 10.6 or 10.7 digital ones. But then you can actually just do four location touch points. Yeah. So if you see them in different areas of your life, then that has a bigger effect yeah. on you. So they're hitting that as well. Um, but how do we deal with it when someone comes to us for a video and they've just got an unrealistically low budget for, you know, what they're wanting to achieve. We say, no, thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah, we say, not for that amount. Or we say, that's not going to achieve what you want to achieve, I guess, is the yeah. real thing. Yeah, we just try and figure out why, why, why it is that tiny amount. But also, we don't really get it that much anymore anyway, where people come to us with ridiculously small amounts and if they do we're very good at spotting it really quickly and nipping it in the bud yeah yeah um i i think an extension of the modern way now is more if they think all they need to do is have a video made yeah but yeah a lot of times it's the idea of just one video one cheap video isn't it yeah we've got a, a project at the moment we're doing and they've had a couple of projects in the past which are super low budget ones which have failed yeah they're going to understand that paying paying pennies to people who don't really know how to achieve the aims in a video or how to achieve a certain person's goals they're going to know that that's not the best way of investing in video yeah so they've come to us yeah. and we're paying a bit more um but i think i think the way, the way the ways we would like sort it with a client if they came to us with an unrealistically low budget to do video would be to dive into the questions trying to figure out why that's their budget what they think they're going to achieve with it. Yeah. Be setting realistic expectations. Yeah. By saying, that obviously, just from a practical point of view, saying, no, this budget is too low, but also you're going to need to invest more. You're going yeah, to need to put yeah. more money into it. It's making them understand why yeah. there's more value in yeah. investing more, isn't if, it? If it's yeah. a brand new company that's never done any video stuff before, it's yeah. a little trickier because they have literally no, reference, nothing to milestone it, frame yeah. reference yet. Whereas if they've done stuff before, you can find stuff out. You can ask, you know, yeah. what was the last video project you paid for? How well did it do? Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes you're going to get people who pay nothing and yeah. it does really, really well. But yeah. it's it's a very, very rare case. Yeah. And, and I think as well, we've got better, especially because we bridge a lot more of the strategy side in. Yeah. But better at walking them through the value conversation. Okay, you sell your product or service for this much, you know, which means you want to generate this many new leads that you can accommodate, you know, convert this many people. So this all filters back to you should be investing around this much into yeah. marketing, really. It's also looking at the strategy plan in terms of where you're allocating budget. There's been times where clients have come to us and they've had this marketing pot and they've just been like throwing it in different directions yeah. and not necessarily putting enough in any pot, but just kind of being like, we'll test this for a thousand pounds and put yeah. 2000 pounds in here. And that. Their overall budgets 
decent. Yeah. But yeah. they, but then it leads to just like resources being missed or resources being stretched too thin yeah. or missed opportunities. And then the budget's just being wasted. So it's yeah. kind of, there's no point in without having this strategy in place and having yeah. those goals that you're expecting to reach, you're just kind of throwing budget willy-nilly yeah. everywhere. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm on a bit of a, a savage streak at the moment because I had a little rant in the last pod. I don't even know if it's going to make it in, but let, let's find out. Yeah. But um, I also think the other side of it is like when, when clients come to you from video from any side and the first thing they say is, obviously, we don't have much money to do this. Yeah. Immediately, it's like, that isn't our problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's not our problem yeah. that you don't have much money to do this because you do have the money to do it secondly it's like you've invested lots to do this service to create this product that you are selling yeah you know that it's doing well enough for you now to widen up your marketing exploits and look yeah. at different to yeah, look yeah, at different yeah. avenues you definitely can put that money in but my point is with the it's not our problem it's just if clients have this tiny tiny budget it's not going to work for them as well as they think they think it's going to work. Yeah. And it's not our it's not our issue to make up the loss, like to put extra effort in yeah. to create more stuff yeah. for them. Or we're never going to say to a client, if they come with us, come to us and they say, we've not got much money. And we say, oh, you, that's fine. This tiny amount of money you want to spend on this, we can create a really good thing for you. Yeah. Because we probably can't. Because we probably can't afford ourselves yeah. to put the amount of time in we would need to create that and to make it a success. Yeah, yeah. So all we're yeah. all we're all we'd be doing is just taking this tiny bit of money from them. Yeah. To basically give them nothing of value in return. Yeah. yeah. Which and then it is the waste of budget, isn't it? Yeah, like yeah exactly. Yeah. Like but but it's it's some companies will definitely do it. Yeah. Where they're just like, oh, it, you know, we, we can't really give them what they need. What they need really is, you know. Let's say it's like, you know, full marketing campaign. Maybe it's like several, yeah. several like awareness videos, a couple yeah. of like tutorials on how to use it. Maybe some like aftercare, aftercare content or something for, let's say it's like yeah. a product. We can't do all that. That's what we need. Let's just create this one little video and we'll put in a few different messages and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it's not going to do, do them any favors. So like, it's not our, like when I'm saying it's not our problem, I don't mean it from like a, a <laughs> point of view. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like we can't. Some we can't help certain people if the budget's too low. Yeah, yeah. And we could just take the money and yeah. give them something, and it not mean anything. Yeah. But we're not going to do that because we're not. We're not. We're not. Marketing and content production is tough at the best of times. But if your hands are tied behind your back, constrained by you know this yeah. tiny amount of money, you just can't do it. Yeah, Google's proper savage with it. But basically, Google is right when we hit, whenever they have like an ad call with you guys, and they say, by the way, did you know you'd get a higher reach if you put more money into it? Yeah. Like yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you put more money into the into the marketing budget yeah. to create create content for your yeah. marketing, create content, create campaigns, create yeah. strategies, you're going to get a better reach. I think like I think that, that is just it. Part of the issue is, and it's similar with like the Barbie thing. Everyone's loving that they put up a billboard that's just pink and had the date yeah. on it, and everyone's like, "That's Barbie" because it's so iconic and stuff. But it feels like a lo-fi move, similar to you know. Um, thursday with their billboards or you know something shave uh, something yeah kind of i think i think it's also it probably feels a little bit more similar to ryan reynolds saying anything it yeah. is barbie yeah it's yeah, a yeah. massive yeah. massive yeah. Jeremy, like yeah. ip it's a huge why, yeah. it's a huge brand yeah. they can do anything the, the, i think the first thing they ever shared for it was at a comic-con or something right and it yeah. was just a picture of barbie in the barbie mobile in barbie land it's just that, and everyone went mental for it. Yeah, and then they said that they're doing like a, it's like a breadcrumb marketing strategy for it. So they're scattering a couple of things, yeah. you know, raise what's it, raise yeah. interest and stuff in it. Yeah, but they can do that because it's Barbie. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's why I say it's, it's unrealistic yeah. expectations yeah. because 
Barbie could have put anything out there. Yeah. Yeah. They could have also marketed nothing and it and it and it performed well. But obviously the marketing campaigns performed amazingly and obviously increased everything that they they've done. Yeah. But it is Barbie. Like we could put if we put a pink billboard out with a with a wonky shape on it and one of yeah. our like brights, which are our little emojis, and said, Oh, no one's necessarily gonna recognise it's bright. If yeah. we did it in Derby, then yes, like locally yeah. or people that know us. But if you put it that in like in the middle of London. Yeah. And with the Barbie thing, like my point is it feels like a lo-fi genius move, but then you realise it's because it's Barbie and other people yeah. can't achieve that. But then there are a few outliers out there that I think people have in their mind of, and it's like the the shave company we're not allowed to mention, who it was like less than five grand, went viral. They ended up selling, you know, basically a million overnight or whatever it was. Um, there's enough of those that, that for some people, you come up against that notion, don't you? Yeah. And I think if you want other examples of that kind of success a really good website to go on to like to, to see that aspirational inspirational type of success is to yeah. go on the nationallottery.com and you can look at all the other lottery winners who uh, yeah. won big by buying a ticket yeah because that that's basically the same thing yeah. i think taylor swift said it not to quote taylor swift but she said something where it was like people want to emulate her success it's like she basically just won the lottery yeah like it's so difficult to recreate yeah, those yeah. things we, we we can we could we can put anything, all the, like, the vibe and everything into the dollar. Yeah. But from that, yeah. I've said it again, but from that video into a client's video, but it's not going to give them the same success necessarily no. because it all relies on what, what, what is that What is that company's product? It was a really yeah. simple product, so it's a simple ad for it, so it worked really well. Yeah. It was also a sign of like the times because oh, there yeah, wasn't that yeah. kind of content yeah. around at that point yeah. really to that extent. Now everyone's dollar yeah, shaving. It, it can be, or at least a calm down now because it's like... It quickly becomes derivative. So you wouldn't stand out in the same way anyway yeah, doing so, that. But also if there's an agency that can promise that, yeah. then they're not just going to accept five grand. They're going to be like, well, we yeah, can promise yeah, that you're going to yeah. <laughs> you're gonna sell, yeah. you know, a million pounds worth. So it's going to be a yeah. hundred grand. It, here's, here's the thing though. We, we, we have done similar things. We did a thing for a client ages ago where... Uh, it was a really like low spec, low spec brief, small budget project. Yeah. And off the back of it, they made like a mid six figures. Yeah. And then off the back of that, yeah, they've carried on making like seven figures, seven figures, yeah. like every year, year on year, basically. Yeah. Not, it's, and it's not off the back of that video, but the video was a was a key contributor a, a to that initial step, yeah. to that initial yeah. success. Like they, they, they probably would have got to this stage in spite of the video, Eventually, but they yeah. wouldn't have got to it at that speed. I yeah. don't think yeah. it was, it was a, it was a, and then if you, if you consider in that year, the number of projects we worked on at a similar scope as well, yeah. it's like they all did well and, and, and was very profitable, but, yeah. but not in the, in the same way. Let's blaze and squad it for a second. Let's flip reverse it. And let's just say that although we're saying that, you know, companies or brands like Barbie, can do yeah. stuff like breadcrumb yeah. marketing really easily because they already have such an amount of like interest in their brand already. Yeah. yeah. Smaller companies can still do that. We're not saying you can't do breadcrumb marketing. It will just be harder because you don't have all the existing like IP and brand yeah. and yeah. whatnot around you. But you can you can still do that. Mm -hmm. Definitely. But I I think I think moving on, I think it'd be good to talk about the importance of good budgets within marketing. Yeah. Why, why it's important, how to how to find them. I guess so far we've talked about launches, right? You've got you've got a product, you've got a service yeah. launching. 
Now, you should know really going into the year or into when you're far into development of the service or of the product, even if it's a quite a quick turnaround of a service yeah. or you're productizing a service, you got to know that's coming up so you can start looking at your budget for the year and be like, well, what do we need to spend and running those things? But also just companies should have marketing budget. Yeah. It was kind of the point that Drew made earlier in terms of you've spent all this money on a service. It's almost as if you've got to forget about that money. Not in the essence of like that money's spent and you definitely need to get like the ROI of the marketing and like you're not losing out on money in business. But I mean, businesses sometimes look at that and then be like, oh, we only have five grand left for marketing. Yeah. It or, needs to be or they should look at it as we're about to waste a hundred grand that, that's, yeah, that's, if we yeah. don't if we don't yeah. put marketing budget yeah. in to match it, it that was the thing of like get it in people you could have a small marketing budget being like oh this is what we've got left because we've we've spent this amount of money on this new service or product yeah yeah they're just gonna say if you spent 20 grand on a new product that's you're not gonna get that back if you don't market well to, you're yeah, not gonna to, get that back if you don't sell it well enough to give it another like current example so obviously there's the big like uh writers actor strikes at the moment happening yep. worldwide um and then there's the new Mission Impossible film, massive budget film. Yeah. It will have a big marketing campaign behind it. Yeah. But a lot of the marketing campaign for films is obviously the like press junkets. Yes. And the yeah. main actors, yeah. especially someone like Tom Cruise, talking about it. Yeah. yeah. Because of the strikes, they can't do that. And Tom Cruise has asked if he can have like a if he can have like a waiver, so he can talk about it. So go against like basically cross the picket line. Yeah. Yeah. And talk about the film because he doesn't want it to lose money. So there's an example of Mission Impossible, massive, yeah, <laughs> massive yeah, franchise, yeah. massive IP. Tom Cruise, one of the most well-known actors in the world yeah. ever. And he's having to like cross this picket line yeah. to talk about his film. So the film doesn't lose money because it's because like to boost its marketing efforts because yeah. it's not getting enough marketing behind it. Yeah. So if you're a small firm out there yeah. and you're not putting as much marketing efforts as you possibly can into it, why do you think you're going to succeed, but Tom Cruise isn't? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you're yeah. against Tom. Do you know what I mean like that, yeah. that's yeah. like that's that's a really like high level example of showing you that you have to keep yeah, putting marketing yeah. efforts into it. Yeah. Otherwise, your marketing just becomes Mission Impossible. Ghost Protocol too. <laughs> <laughs> and I think with the movies and the examples we've used, they're all launching a product or a service, and you should be able to forecast that. You know, it's coming up. But also for your ongoing marketing, you should have a marketing budget, right? It's an yeah. important thing to have. Um, what sort of advice would we give to people on how to set a marketing budget? A rule of thumb I think people should have is look at how much profit you want to make from that thing. Look at how much, say, and even taking it back a step, say if you want a hundred new customers from yeah. this new launch or this marketing campaign or whatever it is, each customer has a value of a thousand pounds. That's a hundred thousand pounds. Immediately, the minimum amount of money you should be putting in to get those people is 10% of that marketing. So 10,000 pounds to then make basically 90,000 pounds yeah. on that custom. And I think when you do top line stuff like that, it's understanding all the costs and the outgoings yeah, of marketing. Yeah. So it's not it's not just 
hiring the firm and that we're going to pay that monthly yeah, yeah. or that's your ad spend yeah. or whatever. It, it, it's all of those things and your internal time and resources as well. Yeah. And obviously the more money you put in, the, the better outcome you're going to get, the more you, the, the hundred you set out to, to get, if you put 20,000 in, there's a possibility of getting 200 yeah, new yeah. customers and things like that. So you should also, if you could put more money in, don't necessarily cap it because oh I should put ten percent in. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, the yeah. more money you put in, the more you're going to get out of it. So yeah. the, the ROI is still going to be there. Yeah. But I think that's sort of a nice rule of thumb. Sometimes it's different depending on the client. Obviously, that's looking at each customer being worth a thousand pounds. Yeah. Some clients we work with, a customer can be worth two hundred and fifty thousand pounds. So yeah. or two hundred pounds. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 it it's completely depends. Yeah. yeah. Um. Completely depends on the the amount that you're sort of after we, we had a meeting with an ads client and it was really fun to just run through the numbers because yeah. we'd been running it for about three months to get some data and optimized and we we're at a point now where we thought we could scale and it was really cool to just walk him through the numbers it was like okay currently doing this if we increase the spend to this proportionately i think it was like 18 pounds uh, per conversion for an inquiry and they were then converting one in three and then it was worth this and uh, he just ran through the numbers and then he went, yeah, that's our million pound turnover. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, cool, we'll scale to that amount then. I think that's and also, we'll see how that goes. And I think that's another tip that we've worked with clients in the past where they keep things like that private. And the yeah. amount of times we've asked them, like, how many people are you converting? How much is each of those worth? Like yeah. lifetime values? Because things like that is invaluable to a marketing agency because then you can work out the ROI, you can work out scalability. And if yeah. you doubled budgets, how much that would be for the client. And it's just forecasting. Yeah. Whereas in the past when we've had people sort of hide those figures, yeah. it's just kind of, we're, we're picking budgets out of thin air at, at that point because yeah. it's it's how much is a, is a customer worth? Then yeah. how much do we need to be bidding to get that customer in? It's much easier if they're transparent. Equally, if they've got a really good you know, CMO or someone yeah. in place, they know all that and they come to you. But the difference is they're coming to you with a realistic budget, realistic objectives already because they're that informed. Yeah. But if they're not, we'll help them. But they've got to be transparent about it, right? Okay, cool. Well, let's, let's bring us home. Well, the big takeaways are, yes, listen to all those Barbie marketing principles. They did some genius stuff, but know that they budgeted appropriately to execute those, those marketing plans. Yeah, it's, it's breadcrumb marketing with a $100 million. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also to point out that they put $100 million in. Yeah. And in the opening weekend, I think it grossed $337 oh, million. So yeah. it immediately, it immediately was a profitable, yeah. Uh, yeah, profitable move. Yeah, they, were, they didn't just throw money at it. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend that to anyone. It's work out what money you need to do yeah. to, to get that return that you're looking for. I'd say have, I'd say have a strategy in place. And have the KPIs to track the budget you're setting. Yeah. And just allow yourself scalability. If you're you as a company can't afford to necessarily put that 10% in straight away or put the budget you necessarily think that that product or service yeah. or whatever it is you think it needs, put that small amount in and then scale yeah. when possible and where possible. Reinvestment, isn't yeah. it? In those in those early days. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um and I think, yeah, just uh Put your money where your mouth is. Just on the off chance that the creators of the Cindy, uh, the, the less loved Cindy doll, yeah. are listening, um, you know, maybe you don't have to put 100 million in. No. And if you were the producers on those 
awful straight to DVD brats videos that I used to have to watch with sisters. Mm. Uh, look at what you could have been doing with whoa, with, with Barbie. What next, Polly what's, Pocket? What's the hate on brats? <laughs> <laughs> no, no hate. They should have invested more in the product and in the marketing. Yeah. T- tangent: the the brats movie has some amazing scenes in it. Yeah, it's it just pure ma- it's pure madness. Yes, yeah, but it doesn't make any sense. The it's movie went to cinema, but it came out after the Bratz hype. Yeah, but then they did hundreds of straight to DVD stuff. Did they? I think so, I yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. anyway. So uh, next time we're going to watch all of the Bratz movies, I guess. See you later. Lessons. <laughs> <laughs>